Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we will discuss a little-known demographic fact, I didn't know it, with implications for all those who have not yet retired. We'll get to it in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. For about a decade, though I think with declining frequency, One heard often about the difficulties encountered by millennials, how they graduated into the worst job market since the Great Depression, how they were saddled with college debt, how they were forced to remain in their parents' homes rather than spread their wings as the young typically do, how marriage and family formation have been delayed. These factors retain their relevance, but have been attenuated by a rousing labor market over the past few years. According to the U.S. Labor Department, There are 670,000 more open jobs than the number of potential employees available to take them. The jury is still out, but it appears there may have been a cure for millennials' woes. However, there is an unsung demographic group to whom history has been less kind, but who have gotten far less attention, and that is the so-called late boomers, that is, the youngest cohort of baby boomers, born between 1960 and 1965, and today aged 55 to 60 years old. This, according to a new study by Boston College's Center for Retirement Research, and based on a pretty unambiguous pattern of data from reputable sources. The biggest clue to the problem is the drop in 401k and IRA assets for this cohort coinciding with the Great Recession and its aftermath. This group's defined contribution assets are considerably lower than that of the early and middle boomers who precede them. And this is quite unexpected, since the late boomers were the first demographic group to spend the majority of their careers in the realm of 401ks rather than defined benefit pensions. Their 401k assets should therefore be higher than those of their predecessors. And indeed, they were higher than the defined contribution assets of older boomers until the late boomers hit their mid-40s. That's when the Great Recession happened, and apparently hurt this group profoundly since their retirement assets flattened and have not since recovered. To put numbers on this, in 2016, this group of late boomers, who are ages 51 to 56 at that time, had just under $30,000 in defined contribution assets, little more than half the amount that late boomers had, which was $56,000. Middle boomers had $51,000. All reported data is for the middle group of households amongst five quintiles that the data track. Based on the evidence from two large data sets, the study concludes that lost employment was the key factor, but it does not explain the entirety of the problem. 
the researchers presumed that some of this group drained the assets they had accumulated during their unemployment and returned to lower-paying jobs, as longitudinal studies show their earnings have declined, falling well below that of older boomers. The researchers characterized these findings as a first pass, as many questions remain to be answered about the declining fortunes of this group. I will offer a bit of my own speculation. It would seem to me that this group, again we're talking about today's 55 to 60 year olds, may have had the worst experience of any other group putting their kids through college. This baby boom produced its own boom, and as is well known, college expenses have been rising above the rate of inflation for decades, going up by fully a quarter from 2008 to 2018, just when the children of late boomers would be enrolled. One might also surmise that the parents of today's late boomers may have had some impact, not necessarily because late boomers would have had to pay for their care, though that likely has happened in some instances. I'm thinking that the bigger problem, which I put in quotes, is that their parents didn't die like they were supposed to. By this I mean the so-called great wealth transfer that was supposed to see as much as $40 trillion pass on to heirs, with the boomers first in line to inherit, has never happened. It's not just that people lived longer than past generations at a time of rising healthcare costs, but I would opine that recessions and market crashes that have come along and wiped out trillions of dollars took out specifically some of these trillions meant for the boomers. Once grandpa panic sells, that wealth is gone. It would not have been unrealistic for boomers to expect these parental assets to come to their rescue, and having grown up in the age of credit cards, they are probably the first generation to be comfortable holding a lot of debt. So pity not the millennials. The wheel of fortune has handed them jobs they thought they'd never have. But late boomers' careers were upended at a time when a fresh horde of hungry millennials were ready to take their parents' jobs for less pay. However, younger generations should not be quick to feel self-satisfaction. The research report notes that their 401k balances are hovering around those for the late boomers. Sure, they have more time to catch up, but we'll see if they do. In any case, I think the moral of this story is that money comes in and goes out with the economic tide, and we don't know if circumstances will be favorable for us or not. This should strengthen our motivation to shift assets towards our future needs when the tide is in. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.